0: Welcome back to the Get More Podcast, where we're going to get you more money, more marketing, more business strategy, more community, and just more of the good stuff that you need in your life every day. All right, y'all, welcome on back. So I am both excited and a little bit in dread of this episode, despite, um, you know, how foundational this whole experience has been for me in doing what I'm doing and where I am now and all the things that have come from this, all the things that have changed from it. And that is kind of, no, that's not kind of, that is our debt-free story, our debt-free journey. So, if you are a new listener and and you haven't scrolled back, and you haven't listened to, you know, all the other seasons and the times that I've talked about this, it's been a little bit of a while since I really shared the full story, and I've shared it in pieces, uh, you know, like, the whole, we did it, we paid off all of our debt, like, 48k in 19 months, and that was very successful, and, you know, the whole process that we did to try to go through it, and how, you know, it was a struggle, it was a journey, and, On social media, if you had been following us during the time it was all happening, so 2018 to 2020, we really, we sat down and we decided we were going to do it in 2018, and I say we sat down and decided that we were going to do it, it's really that I sat down and decided that we were going to do it because I didn't want to be my parents, I simply did not want to be my parents. They managed money poorly their entire lives and up until the day that they both died respectively at different times, there was nothing left. There was no savings, there were no assets, there were no investments, there was no house, there was no car, there was nothing. When my parents died, they died truly with nothing. And people outside of them, meaning me and other members of my family, had to pay for their funeral costs. We paid for medical components of it. There was nothing left when they died and I didn't want to be like that. I wanted to live a comfortable life. I did not want to freak out about money and I had been watching somebody that I really respected and admired at the time go through um, their debt-free journey and they paid off all their debt and they did it really fast and really successfully by following the um, Dave Ramsey method. At the time, you know, you work the snowball. You pay off your debt from the least to the biggest amount, uh, regardless of interest. You pay off your totals and. I had gotten his Total Money Makeover book, I read it in all of a day, and I just decided that that's what we were going to do. And I told my fiancé at the time that I wanted us to pay off our debt, and we... mean, I keep saying we as if he was really like an active participant in this. I portrayed it as he was an active participant in all of the things, but really he was just going along with it because he liked the idea of us not being in debt and, you know, I was going to make the plan and figure everything out and it was going to that was how it was going to go. And so I figured out our debt number and I made us a budget and a plan and I decided we were going to hit the ground running. And then that went uh, really, really poorly for the first three months. We decided that we were going to get married the literal next month. We paid for his family to come to the wedding. We paid for the wedding and it was a very tiny, itty bitty, non- ideal wedding scenario and a big motivating factor in it was truly we had decided we were going to get out of debt and his other sibling had decided that they wanted to get married basically at the same time as us. It was a whole big thing and I started to just do the numbers kind of casually of what would happen if we filed our taxes together. Would we get a better return if we were filing jointly? and in doing so I figured out that yeah it was we would get a better return if we were able to file our taxes together and so we had to get married by the end of the year so we got married in the end of December and it was honestly my wedding as much as I love being married to my husband and I'm glad that we are married and all of that my wedding is one of the worst days of my whole life. I I hated start to finish. I cried a bunch. It was not what I wanted and it was just, it was very sad. We had no money. We had decided that we weren't going to spend any money on really anything. We really didn't, we really didn't have any money. I was not doing well in the business that I was doing He was changing careers, trying to get things going, working multiple different jobs, trying just to make things work. And when we decided this, and so we didn't do anything. We didn't do anything really for our wedding. We didn't do anything for Christmas or birthdays or any kind of holiday. We didn't do anything for months and months and months. And at the time, I played it off as I am so responsible and I'm so, you know, I I was very righteous. I was very prideful about the fact that we were going to get out of debt and we were going to do this really great thing. And then we were going to have this amazing, awesome life. And so anytime we were paying extra on debt, I wasn't showing what the actual sacrifice behind that was. It was missing moments, missing his siblings' weddings because we couldn't afford to go. It was never being able to buy anything for myself that I enjoyed. I didn't buy yarn for like two years. I love yarn. I love to knit. I love craft things. I love to travel and adventure and do things and we just simply didn't do any of those things. We simply were either working or at home, and just very, very isolated. I felt very, very isolated. I really was just so goal-focused on this getting out of debt thing that I equated so much of my worth and my value to, you know, getting out of debt, and I made it essentially my whole freaking personality. Like, 100%, it was my whole personality was, I'm going to get out of debt and I'm saving money and I'm budgeting and I'm doing all this good stuff and it's awesome. And we were planning the move to Nashville and I felt very out of my depth when we had decided that we were going to move to Nashville because it was going to be just cheaper to move. We really didn't want to be in Colorado anymore. I thought Nashville was going to be super fun and awesome and we were just, you know, cutting corners, saving money for moving, all of the things, and I remember I was, I was working at Target, and I had started filing the, like, we're gonna leave, where I was, like, telling our apartment complex that we were leaving, and I had given, I'd given, like, our 60-day notice, which is what I felt was what we were supposed to do. I'd read through, you know, the leasing contract, the rental things, and all of the things on there said you had to give 60 days. And this was either just the first time this had ever happened to me because I didn't have this experience in other places that I'd lived, other apartments, other rentals that I'd experienced in my life. I've lived a lot of different places. I've had a lot of different rental agreements. And they were always, you give 60 days and you simply forfeit your security deposit And that's kind of like you pay that last month, you forfeit your security deposit, you gave your your time Um, in one of them. Like I had to, you know, it was open for showing essentially so they could show the house to prospective renters and whatnot. And so I did that as normal and she calls me, the apartment lady calls me and is like, so you're going to have to break your lease and breaking your lease is two times your monthly rent and still the security deposit. And I was sitting outside Target when she was telling me that and I just started crying. I just started crying because I knew we didn't have that much money. I knew we didn't have that much money. There was no way we had that much money. I was doing all the budgeting, all the planning. I... I knew that we just simply didn't have that much money. We had the money to, you know, get the new apartment and move and pay for that because we had been saving and planning for that and between that and all the debt payments that we were making and just trying to essentially exist and live, paying all of our bills. Denver, it was very expensive uh, given, like, how much money we were making at the time. It was very expensive. It was very hard to do and I was... Sitting in, I like went back inside because I was just like sobbing and I'm sitting in the bathroom in Target and I'm just crying and I I text Justin that we can't we're not going to be able to move. we can't move. We have to break our lease in order to do it. We can't we can't move when we plan to move. Now mind you, we, we've already gotten the apartment in Nashville. like we already have the apartment in Nashville. I've already paid for part of the apartment in Nashville because it was so far out and they had this unit that we're in now available and I was like we can't move we literally can't move we I, we don't have the money and he told me that we did he he told me that he actually did now at this point we we had been married for a while but we did not have a joint account we did not have a joint account and so I only knew like what he told me about money I only knew, like, roughly how much he was bringing in because, you we'd pay bills and we'd pay rent and all this stuff. And so, I felt like I knew how much money we had. And it turned out that we had thousands of dollars that I didn't know about. And it was a very, it was a great shock. It was a really great shock. It really was. But at the same time, I was so upset because I didn't know. I had been, at that point, managing our money, paying bills, planning all these things, and believing with my whole heart that we were on the same plan, we had the same mentality, we knew what the other was doing, and I basically found out that I had absolutely no idea. I had none. I felt so fake and so defeated That my husband just had all this extra money just, like, tucked away. And then I also found out along the way that he had been, like, going out for lunch. And, you know, he would get, like, extra food and he'd go to the gas station. And he would just buy these extra things without telling me because he knew I'd say it wasn't in the budget and we didn't have it. So... My debt-free journey determination drove this awful wedge between us where he felt like he couldn't tell me when he just wanted a freaking soda because we just we didn't have the money for soda as far as I was concerned we didn't have the money for soda and we were we were fighting all the time because I was like we can't do that we can't do this we have to pay for this why aren't we paying more on this And so, he felt the need to keep, like, his finances uh, more secret and not tell me. And the whole time that's happening, I'm loud and proud all over social media being like, we just paid off this and this and we're doing this and we're, we're so on the same page and we were so far from being on the same page. And it was a really... It was a lot of tough conversations. I cried a lot because I was doing this for us. I was trying to get us out of debt for us, for our future, for our goals, for our dreams. And the reality was it didn't really matter to him all that much. It really didn't. Whether we got out of debt in the time frame we did or if it had taken us three or four more years, it did not matter one bit to him but it mattered so much to me. It was, like I said, it was my personality type. Getting debt free and having that journey was my personality type. It was, it was everything under the sun and then some to me. Which is really not great. It was really... Mm, it honestly made me very judgy. It made me incredibly judgy. It made me very so What's another word? So I was very judgy and I was just jealous and bitter all the time, all the freaking time because like my friends were out and they were traveling and they were buying cute outfits and they were just like going to dinner and getting snacks and having a grand old time just living their lives, having a good time. Also, you know, making their debt payments and paying things back, but they were living And I wanted that so bad, but I just couldn't let us have it. I just couldn't lose sight of the goal because I felt if I let go of the goal and I, because I had decided that we were going to do the whole thing in 24 months, I arbitrarily decided that the amount of money that we were supposed to have been paying at the time in order for me to acquire that 24 month goal was more money than we were making Period. Way more money we were supposed to be paying off every month versus what we were bringing in in order to hit that 24-month goal because of where we were at. I just made an arbitrary number and I set unrealistic expectations and I focused our whole life around it. And it made me very bitter. It made me very resentful. It made me very judgy. Anytime, anytime, truly, and I hate this about myself, Anytime someone would complain about money or wishing they had more money, the first thing I would think about is, well, why did you buy that thing? Well, why did you do that? Well, if you're so worried about money, why didn't you just not do that? Like, who the fuck am I to be judging what another person is doing with their money? How fucked up was my thinking that somehow me getting out of debt made me better than other people and i i know i was an asshole i was for sure an asshole because i was so focused on this goal and i couldn't understand why everyone everywhere wasn't focused on that goal and why it wasn't just a bigger priority to other people and i got really sucked into the mentality of you know i'm going to be a different person i'm going to be a different breed of person when i'm debt free i'm going to be so much better than people who have debt. It was fucked up. It was some fucked up, rude ass shit that I was thinking, that I believed about other people. I was just very bitter and resentful because I wanted to go on dates, but I wasn't letting myself. I was bitter and resentful that my husband wasn't on the same page as me because he didn't really care that much. Like, he had student loans and the car and was honestly the majority of our debt was his and he was just, la, 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 whatever, no big deal. He'd already planned to pay it off, you know, at the right time his car payments was due and, you know, when his student loan payments were due, whatever, no big deal. He wasn't in a rush. And I couldn't understand why no one else was in a rush. And it just made me a really bad person. It, re- it really just made me a very bad person. And I'm not trying to say don't go on a debt-free journey. I think everyone should pursue debt freedom at the pace that is aligned with their life, that is focused on their life, that works, that is realistic, that allows for there to be more to life than, you know, paying an extra $400 on student loans one month when you haven't done anything fun in nine months. Like, I... I don't believe that about people and their debt-free journeys anymore. I don't think that it has to be that gazelle-like intensity. Part of me feels very brainwashed and very almost lied to about how much better my life was going to be after we got out of debt. Like, it's cool. Truly, it's cool. I love being able to make all the money I do and have it just hang out in my bank account. No big deal. I don't have to pay for anything. I do think that's great. I love that and I'm very thankful and privileged and in a really good place for that but at the same time doing that nearly cost me my marriage it made me very hard to be around it made my friendships really really difficult because anytime somebody would snap me like "Ooh, bought a new book my first reaction would be why aren't you paying on your debt I know much debt you have why aren't you paying that why aren't you saving for you know, this, that, and the other thing. Like, what do you mean you don't have an emergency fund? Like, what's wrong with you? It made me a shitty person. It made me a shitty person. And so, going on a debt-free journey in the way that we did, I would never, ever, ever tell, encourage, or support someone else doing. It's just simply not worth it. It's truly not worth paying off your debt. Like, Ours, we could have paid it off five more months later and still hit my goal. So there's literally five months that we could have been paying our debt. Uh, We also got lucky with COVID because the interest rates were paused and all that stuff. So, you know, it was a good time to pay it off. But there was just so much more we could have done with those five months. There's just so much more that we could have done if we'd had that flexible you know, that more flexible mindset to, you know, let's let's just have like a night where we do some fun stuff or like let's support our hobbies or let's just buy something for fun or that we want or that we enjoy and not spend all of our money on this thing that we're not even getting back at the moment. Like why why were we just so miserable? Why did I let myself just be so damn miserable for a goal that only matters to me? Only to me. Only to me. Me being debt-free affects nobody else except me and my husband. Nobody else, and he was fine with it. We were living life fine. So, this isn't necessarily a cautionary tale about um, debt freedom per se, but it is the more... It's the less fun side of it. It is the it is the hardship struggle side of it when you're going through it, especially when you're going through it with a spouse or a significant other and you're trying to, you know, figure out your life plan for your finances and how you might think you're on the same page and you're really not and you might think that you have similar goals and you don't and you might think that you're going to be a certain type of person and you end up someone completely different that you don't even want to be and doing so, you know, it really opened my eyes. So, whenever I work with anyone these days or even when I, you know, just share any kind of advice to people who are, you know, deciding to get debt free, really focus in on it, like create a budget for the first time or create a budget that works for them. Any of those times when I'm talking to people, it's your life is not Less important than your debt. Your debt is not more important than your happiness and your life and getting to do things. Your debt is probably not going anywhere. You've probably been hanging out with it for a while. You've probably, you know, made some payments. You've made arrangements, or you are making payments. And if you can only make the minimum payment every single month, and you're just stacking up a little extra interest along the way, but you're having fun and you're having experiences and you're doing things. That is a better life. That is a better debt re, debt-free debt journey story is to live your life along the way. Because even debt-free, honestly, we still don't do a whole lot of stuff because it's still hard for me. It's still truly so hard for me to spend money. I don't have anything else to spend money on. I can spend money on things I want. But I was so... So scared and so stressed out about spending any money for those two years, essentially, that even still, it's really hard for me to spend money. I will only buy yarn if it's to make a project for somebody else. I don't give myself yarn to make things for me anymore because it's not worth it. It's not good enough. I buy journals so that I can plan to do bigger things. I don't buy journals just for the fun of writing anymore. I buy cheap pens just so that I have different colored pens so that I can do work. It's not just for the joy of writing. I, I don't buy anything for myself. And even if I do, it's, it probably takes me literal weeks to do it. Weeks. It takes me weeks to make it any kind of purchase at all, because I have to talk myself into it, and then I have to keep myself talked into it, and then I have to allow myself to do it, and that really did come from handling our debt-free journey the way that I did, and it was just a hard thing, and it's still a hard thing, but you know, some days it gets better, some days I just spontaneously order a pizza, and I just let myself do it, not a lot of the time, very rarely but sometimes i let myself have that just extra little takeout moment that i want sometimes so like one time i bought um i just bought new foundation i have been out of foundation for months literal months it was a thing that i used all the time and then i ran out but i couldn't talk myself into buying more and i just bought new foundation and i'm loving it and it's you know foundation is only for me it's just because i want it and so just buy things along the way that fit in your budget, create a fun money budget, like section of your budget, create just because money. Give yourself the things that you love along the way with money because we only live once. We truly only live once. Debt will not kill us. It will follow us until we die, but it will not kill us. And just focus really on why you're trying to get out of debt, what your debt plan really looks like going forward and how you can still live your life along the way. So, mildly cautionary cautionary tale, mildly depressing experience, but I share this in the hopes that you will not make the same mistakes that I made, that you will not do that to yourself in your life, you will not jack up your potentially already fragile money mindset habits, that you will not Follow in the footsteps of just giving up your whole life to do something that doesn't really matter in the grand scheme of things that you're going to look back on and enjoy and have memories of. I don't have good memories of our debt-free journey. I don't have good memories of our wedding because of our debt-free journey. And I'm never going to be able to get those back. I don't want you and whatever you're doing, whatever big life event that you want to look back on gladly to be so incredibly influenced by this idea that you have to get out of debt as fast as humanly possible. I just want you to live life and enjoy it. And if there's any way that I can support you in your debt-free journey or your budgeting that feels more fun and aligned and actually dedicated to you and what your kind of life you are going to go through, then we should definitely connect. Uh, As I am leaving my day job, actually I've left my day job. As of this point, I am back to accepting one-on-one coaching clients for the time being and we can figure out whatever's going to be the right plan for you whether that is just a budget intensive where we sit down and we map out what you want your budget to be for the next 90 days that's a one-off session we can do three to six months where we meet every other week we create your budget together we have money dates where we update what you're doing with your money just to hold yourself accountable and also just see where your spending habits are and update them accordingly so that we are always focused on your life and we can either do that together for 3, 6, or 12 months since I don't have my day job anymore, I am much more available I had closed everything when I accepted this job so that I could focus on the clients that I do have, but as they are in the process of getting ready to graduate, really not graduate, they're just, you know, got their lives in order. A lot of them have paid off a lot of debt in the last year as we've been working together, and it's really a package that's dedicated to you. Whether you want to meet one time just for a budget refresher, you want 3, 6, 12 months, we can figure out what kind of support that I can give to you for all those things. So, if you are interested in one of those one-on-one spots, I guess they're not really spots. I'll just fill until I don't have time on my calendar anymore. So, probably like five people. I guess that actually is spots. Wow. I just processed through that. So, I'll probably accept like five people and then once that's done, we'll see kind of what my calendar looks like going forward and just how much everyone needs at any given point and then in may my money community is going to finally be open doors open and that is going to be a community dedicated to helping you pay off your first thousand dollars in debt in about a hundred days is kind of going to be the game plan all the content will be geared towards that that is coming in May. I am creating the content for that. I am seeing about getting some guest speakers in for different platforms. So you'll be able to get on the waitlist for that here in probably the next couple of weeks. But as always, find me on Instagram at Cassie Ann Moore. Make sure that you follow along, stay subscribed, get your notifications on all the things because I am here to help you and anything that you need money-wise. If you've got a question, just ask. I'm an open book, so my DMs are always open, my calendar is open a lot of the time, and I just really look forward to all the success that I just know that y'all are going to have financially and just in life. So have a wonderful day, and I'll catch y'all on the next one.